Join us, Alex and Colleen, self-proclaimed fake-it-till-you-make-it experts as we navigate the highs and lows of being a woman and how the pressure and overwhelm of trying to do it all often leads to feeling like an imposter in our own lives. Joining us this week is Stephanie Graham, who chats with us about her pandemic-induced career change, parenting, relationships, and being kind, especially when it comes to ourselves. Alex. Yes. Before we start part two with Steph, mm. what did you think of Steph? Um, I think she's like my new BFF. I mean, obviously not um, second in demand, <laughs> clearly. You uh, know, it's so it's so interesting. I mean, I, I like I said, we have no idea where we met and we've been friends for years and she's just like the nuggets of information out of that podcast. I could have listened to her all day and night. She's so, it's just something about her voice, I think, and what she has to share. I just really enjoyed her presence. Yeah, she is a rock when you're going through some rough stuff. She actually just sent me a note this week. I think I had said something I was having a week and she just sent me like the sweetest little DM and it was the nicest little, I don't know. It was yeah, really she nice. would. She would. That is That is her. I mean, she does kind things. We weren't. It is just who she is. And uh, you would have loved her store. She had a fantastic store. We didn't talk about it too much, but she had a secondhand oh. consignment shop, which is right up your alley yes, on you Bedford to, Highway. You had me at secondhand. Yeah. she And it, and it was great. She did a lot of uh, great stuff for, for a lot of women. And there, yeah. Yeah. A lot. It's, it was a bit of a social enterprise and it was, it was great. But yeah, she's a good girl. So I, I was so, it was funny because when the episode ended and we realized we had so much that we were going to have to do, do it in two parts because it was just too long for, you know, you guys to listen to for the whole hour. But when the episode ended, when we finished speaking and I could just see you and Steph had connected and I was so happy. Yeah. She is pretty awesome. Yeah. But I mean, I should have known because if you liked her, then I would like her. So. Yeah, we we do like a lot of similar people, don't mm. we? Yeah. And I love this about the podcast that we can meet some really cool people. Like we I can't wait to introduce like I can't wait till you guys meet each week. I'm like, "Oh, this person's coming up next. Oh, this person's coming up next." I know. Because we've we've got some really cool women on the show. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. So, we've got the second part of this episode with Stephanie Graham coming right up. I hope you enjoy it. You will. We were chatting about it this morning. And yes, so we Steph meet with a group in my of business. Women. Yeah, we're in a yeah. business group together. And I was super pissed off at the women in this group <laughs> after our last meeting. Like, like swear words mad. Like oh, yeah. at one of the sweetest, quietest, loveliest ones. Um, super mad because she's like, I think you're depressed right now. And I was like, fuck you. I am not. I'm assuming it's okay to swear here. Yeah. So, cause yeah, I know you and yeah. <laughs> I assume you're the same way. So, um, but I literally am, I, I was smiling at her. I was like, thank you for the feedback. Cause that's what we do in our group. We say, thank you for the feedback. And we sit with it. And I sat with it going, fuck you all day long. And I was like, I don't want to be fucking depressed right now. And I've been depressed for long enough. And I'm 
I feel like I'm in remission <laughs> for fuck's sakes, but I'm not, I wasn't okay. And I was super vulnerable and honest with my group about what I was struggling with. And she's like, I think you need to take a break. And I was like, I'm not taking a break. Who can take a break? And I was like, but actually where I work, I can take a break with who I work with and how I work and with my family. I am privileged enough to be able to take a break. And I was like, okay, cool. So my break this week was, I'm going to air this. I'll just like blur through this part. I dialed it in at work. I just kind of showed up. Yeah. And I took a break mentally from all of the pressures I put on myself because they weren't put on me by my boss. Some of them are, some of them aren't. They weren't put on me by my coworkers, but and even the ones that were put on me by my boss, I did a good enough job. I didn't do the best job. And that had to be enough. And I had a great week. Yeah, but but this is the thing. You're a you you identify as that superhuman, and you you cannot be on top of your game all no. the time. You, you like you you can't. It's impossible. You the you cannot balance that with life with no. everything, and you burn out. And, and that's what I said to you this morning. And you're like, why though? Why I love that you push me, and I'm like, oh, stop it, stop it. But what came out after the like the tenth why was, I felt like it was weakness. Exactly. To and pull I, back and, and I knew break. that that's what you, I but knew actually, that, yeah. but it's a strength. Yeah. And that's where you get into being kind to yourself. Yeah. Right. And yeah. It's, it is not a weakness to step back. And, and I really hope that with this podcast, more women can recognize that, that it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to just be just, you know, doing the, well, and sometimes I think the expectations that we put on ourselves are not reasonable. So right. trying to strive for these heightened expectations all the time is a recipe for failure. And I'm saying quotes if you're just listening right now, because they're not real expectations. They're expectations that we've created in our mind. Whereas yeah. if you're saying you're dialing it in, you're probably still doing an amazing amount of work. It's yeah. just not the amount of work that you've decided in yeah, here. Yeah, I did a has good job, not a great job. And But that's subjective too. Like, yeah. you know, that could yeah. be an excellent job yeah. based on someone else's expectation. So I think it's, yeah. we just get so caught up in what we expect of ourselves. And I think you're right that it's what we expect of ourselves. I don't think that my husband or my boss or my coworkers probably have the same expectations for me as I do. For sure. I don't. Yeah. Like no. you're, you're good is someone else's excellent. Serving up hot brews, refreshing cold drinks, lots of fresh baked goodies and delicious lunch options. Visit the Mellow Mug in the heart of Larry Utech for dine-in, takeout, or drive-through service. Their spacious cafe offers a casual and inviting vibe that's perfect for everything from enjoying a good book hanging with friends, or meeting a colleague. The Mellow Mug is your neighborhood spot for great coffee and delicious eats and sweets. One of my top five strengths is achiever. So I know I will always, it's kind of like a, is that, that's good enough, that's okay, right? That you, And again, I don't want to kind of not give my full effort, but sometimes it's okay to just show up um, I'm on an events committee at work right now, and it's I'm actually like really trying to only participate 
<laughs> right? So I'm like, I don't need to run the committee. I can just participate. I'm actually participating in a subcommittee. I'm super proud of myself. It's the first time I've ever done that. I don't need to run it. I don't need to run it. I know it's really challenging to do that. I, I understand that a hundred percent. Like sometimes I have a spin class and if I'm feeling like good, I'll be in the front row. If I'm feeling <laughs> like I need to call it in, I'm moving my ass to the back row. Right. Cause I'm there, but I'm not doing much. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're moving. Yeah. You're moving. My legs are moving. But <laughs> uh, it is that though. It's, it's the need to, I guess the need from ourselves to do more, be more. And I remember saying to my husband, like, I don't, I can't do all the things this week. And he goes, Hey, just FYI. Cause he's kind of funny. He's like, um, yeah, by the way, you haven't been doing them for like the last three weeks. So I love that you think you have, I don't think you've washed a dish or done the laundry or, to, or he's like, you've driven the kid places. Good job. Um, and I was like, Oh, okay, cool. He's like, yeah, keep taking the, it's been happening for a while. Just so you know. And I was <laughs> like, so you know, Thank you. Just for- like we noticed that maybe you needed to have a little break. A little break. A little break. Yeah. Um, you talked earlier about having a different parenting style. Uh, so tell us how that plays out with imposter syndrome and how do you teach your people um, to be confident and to not. No, yeah, I want to take notes for this. Yeah. I feel I relate to this so much. So it's funny because I've started listening to, so my kids are older now. My youngest is 13, almost 14. Um, my oldest is almost 26 and my middle one is 24. And we've had conversations lately and I've been listening to the words they use about their experiences and going back to that, their experience was different than mine. Um, their dad and I got divorced when they were two, 12 and 14. And I didn't realize how much pressure I put on the two older ones to help. Mm-hmm. And so they made a comment. Uh, my son made a comment a couple of weeks ago about like, oh, I raised the little one. And I used to always cut him off and and say, no, like I actually did that, but thank you. And I said, I remember just leaning over and going, thanks for doing that. And he was like, oh, we're not going to have our regular conversation about it. And I was like, that was your experience though, right? So your experiences were that you weren't allowed to go to bed or go out with your friends or whatever until baby was in bed. I said, I didn't really think about it that way. I thought you live here and you should probably help. And what's the big deal? You're playing on your video games. You can put a kid in your lap while you're doing it. So it's funny to look at the perspective of things. Um, I really wanted my kids to have the freedom to be who they were. Um, We both, my ex-husband and I grew up in very religious households. Mm Um, so it was one of the things that I, we did that for a while. And then when we didn't, I was like, I kind of want you to have the freedom to be you and to, if you want to pierce your nose, do it. And I'm not going to say anything about it. If you want to, you know, if they want to be covered in tattoos, I'm okay with that. But growing up, it was very, you know, you have to look, be, feel, um, not, I guess, perfect, I guess is the right word. Um, and I remember when I was 13, my mom kind of like threw all that out the window and I loved and hated that. Mm -hmm. So I tried to take the pieces of it that were, that I loved and I found freedom in, but I realized my kids didn't find freedom in that. My kids are introverts and neurodiverse. So they needed structure and boundaries. And I was like, I'm done with the boundaries and done with the structure. 
So it was very, uh, it's very interesting to get their feedback on it. And I think for me, if I, if I could do it all over again, I would ask my kids more what they needed from me. Mm. And a lot of times that's, you know, like playing Polly Pockets or Barbies or like trucks on the carpet. And I was like, I don't like this, Mm -hmm. but it's not about liking that. It's about spending time with them. So where can you find the commonality where I don't want to stab my eyes out from playing Polly Pockets to, you know, maybe I draw while they're playing their Polly Pockets, or maybe I ask them to tell the story about it. But I remember being like a single mom, exhausted, and really not wanting to play that game. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's easy to look back afterwards and saying, you know, I should have done it this way, but gosh, when you're in it, you're just surviving. Like you're just getting through it. Exhausted. Yeah. And so it's, it's awfully, you know, and it is interesting because I, you know, my kids are older as well to chit chat with the kids and they do have a different idea about what you were doing. You know, and I and yeah. and when they say, "Oh, you know, remember, mom, you did such and such," and I, in my mind, I'm thinking, "That's not the that's not the way it was." No, what happened? But that is what they saw. Yeah, that is their it's their experience. Their experience. Yeah. So it's I think even now because we still do have one at home, um, and I have two step kids as well. So kind of honoring what they need and their experiences versus what I think is probably best for them is I think a balance of asking for input and then making decisions um, as an adult. And I think, again, I parented my third child way different than I parented my first two. Um, They're always like, he has it so easy. And I'm like, he has way more structure and rules than you guys ever did, which is hilarious. But they think he has it easy. But he always knows what his choices are. And he knows what the consequences are. And it's his decision then to make. So I think that's the difference of talking, communicating. And I had to learn all of this. I I did not have these skills until probably late into my 30s. So do you think there's any imposter syndrome in in amongst your your kids? Oh, for sure. When we talk about it. Yeah. So at what I often wonder, are we like when do we start with this thing? And is it for me, I struggle. With a lot of comparison. Yeah. Like my son is not into sports. He does not make friends easily. We are introverts. So we don't have a lot of friends that have kids. Yeah. So he is lonely. He spends a lot of time alone, which he's actually pretty happy about. And I kind of have to remind myself that he enjoys this. Yeah. Because I'm so in my head, like, oh, you should be providing more opportunities for him and you should be doing this and you need to get out of your own comfort zone and meet people so that he can have a social you know, life or, you know, is he, are you ruining his childhood by not providing more opportunities for him to be in all these different things? And then I feel like an imposter, like, oh, look at all these parents and they're all going skiing together and they're all doing all these things that I would personally hate. Yep. And he would hate and my husband would hate. <laughs> like, but you're still like, I should yourself. be doing that. Yeah. I should be doing that. I'm doing something wrong. So I think like, I feel a lot of imposter syndrome about the way that I am raising But I think we have to, as parents and as families, we have to find our version of the skiing, Mm. right? I don't want to do that either. I'm I'm happy to go to the ski hill and drink the drinks and make sure everybody has everything when they come back Mm. um, and make sure nobody lost anything or broke anything. I'm cool to go do that. But 
and it's because I like people. So I'll go do it because I like being around people. But I think we need to find the thing that that is our soccer or our ski trip or our our thing. That to me, I, yeah. I, I think that's difficult for families that you are comparing yourself to the, the standard that's out there or the, the Pinterest moms, I, I sometimes call it, you yeah. know, it's, um, you know, if, if soccer is the big thing that's going on or in my, you know, hockey's the big thing that's going on, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have the hockey kid, you don't have the soccer kid, you're comparing yourself, you're suddenly that's that's not easy. Well, that's... And I think the neurodivergent part too, where he does struggle with making friends, and mm-hmm. it's not the conventional way that I grew up, where you know yep. there's a neighborhood and everyone got along, and people. It's just not the way it's going for us. And he is an only child. Yeah. So I just, I'm just curious about that because I, I, I feel that a lot. I feel a lot of pressure to that I'm doing it wrong. And I think I love knowing that there's some family looking at you guys thinking that's amazing they stay in all the time together and they're not going from thing to thing to thing somebody's looking at you guys and loving what you do yes that's interesting it's it's so funny to have a different perspective on it yeah i bet there are there is a family out there looking at you guys there's some poor mom who's like living in her car going mcdonald's 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 every night going oh my god I just want to be at home. I just want I mean, to be at home. Like loves the that all three of us are homebodies and love to be at home, but then I yeah. have so much guilt about it too at the same mm. time. I see opportunities for like, you know, one of my kids loved reading. I created like the best reading nook ever for her. And she calls it like her magical, like childhood nook. Mm. Right. And if we were at all the things, she probably wouldn't have had that. We true. tried it for a while. I remember trying that. And I was like, oh my God, I'm fucking exhausted. I'm tired. We're broke. That's and another thing too. We're oh, broke. It's a lot of money. And I was like, even swimming lessons, I was like, I got them to the point where I'm like, okay, cool. You're not going to drown. Sweet. We're done. Me too. Like I was oh, done. Me too. I did it all. They dragged me to everything. I was so <laughs> tired. You saw it. You saw it. Yes. You saw it. Yes. I want it. Like, I actually want the life that we have. Yeah. I just feel like I'm (laughs) doing it wrong. I don't know. I'm like, I love this. I love that we have no plans. I love that none of us want to be anywhere. Yep. But it's just in my mind. And I think it's when you do make the plans to go do the thing that you want to be there, that it's enjoyable, that it's meaningful. And, you know, whether they remember it or not. Do you want to be there? I don't want to drag my kid to anything. Right. Same. Maybe right. therapy. Yes. <laughs> they all got to go to that. And 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 again, they all got to go to that because I want them to learn how to communicate. Yes. I want them to be able to dig in. And, you know, I think a lot of kids these days only know maybe five feelings. Mm-hmm. There's more feelings than that. So if, you know, and I, I joke about the therapy thing. My mom one time was like, can you stop telling people that you've been in therapy for forever? And I was like, I'm really sorry, but I love it. I think it's great. And I think the more you learn how to, you know, kind of check in with yourself regularly and have those tough talks with yourself in a kind and meaningful way, and then be able to speak 
truth to yourself and allow other people to speak truth to you. Like all of that matters. So that's probably the only thing I will ever like quote force my children to go to. I, I think my son does not like going. Um, but I think it's important for him to learn those things. And I don't have the skills sometimes to teach him. I'm still learning. Right. So it's, it's that it's the being open and enjoying where you're at and do the stuff you want to do. I think that's really important. And it's hard to sometimes not remember that, but if it's forced, it's just doing more damage. (laughs) True. Right. Right. Yeah. The ballet classes that I went to for a zillion years when I was a kid. Hated, hated. Yeah, I know. It's a surprise that I'm not a. I can't imagine that you dancer, but um, <laughs> do the things you want to do. How novel! How novel! I know. We one of the things I loved. I love the beach. My husband hates the beach, and I was like, I think you're doing the beach wrong if you hate it. And he's like, What do you mean? And he goes and he just sits there. And I have a boogie board. I have wine or booze I don't drink wine so like we call it wine but it's I have cocktails in the bag I have snacks I have food we're good like we don't need to leave for a while right and I said like if you don't like being here a I'm not going to ask you to I'll ask you to come but don't ever feel like you need to because I don't want you to ruin my time there and I like it um but there's times where I schedule time to go lay in the tall grass near the beach and just watch the clouds go by because it's freaking fun who schedules that i do i'm putting my hand up i'm putting my hand up for those not watching you're right not enough people i love that not enough my husband also hates speech okay done are you looking to up your social media game social media can be intimidating and overwhelming but it doesn't have to be at Everyday on Branding, we truly believe that every day is an opportunity to showcase your brand through authentic and aligned social media strategy and content. Whether you're looking for done-for-you social management or monthly strategy sessions, the team at Everyday on Branding can help you reach your ideal audience in a way that feels aligned and drives conversion. If you'd like to have the Imposter Sisters come into your business and help you and your team get comfortable creating social media content, ask us about our new Keen to Screen program a value-packed social media training for anyone that is looking to up their social media presence, either as a solopreneur or to empower their team to be impactful brand ambassadors. Do the fun stuff like that you like doing. Do the fun stuff. I think we've gotten out of playing. Yeah. We, you know, as, as kids, you're so carefree to like, even laughing. I don't laugh sometimes because I don't want somebody to hear me laughing and think what what's that girl laughing for it sounds silly but like Mm. even when I when I'm driving in the car for example I'm I'm aware of how fast I'm going is am I bugging the person behind me like if I'm in a snowstorm I'm worried about the person behind me thinking if I'm going I know where mine comes from though that comes from my dad teaching me to drive but and I mean, I know I'm driving like, you know, I'm driving carefully, but, but I'm worried. Are the, is, am I bugging them? I shouldn't be worried about am I oh bugging my, them? Uh, do I get no laugh? laugh? If I want to laugh, laugh, laugh. Why am I worried? Okay, about I don't give any fucks about, about anybody on the road. I just try not to hit people. <laughs> I mean, that's the way it should be. But I, uh, I, I don't feel that way too. But I also realized the other day that I don't use the good towels at my house. <gasps> There's only three of us. Use, oh, use those I, towels. I saved them for like oh. my husband because they're bigger and nicer. And I know he likes the good towels. But like, you like why the am good I not towels. using nice towels. Yeah, I use threadbare like beach towels. <laughs> like what? 
throw those out. Throw them out. Go by yourself. Rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know why we get these things in our mind. And yeah, I honestly, so I drove around. I had a, I don't know if you guys ever saw it, the portable hammocks at Costco with the little sun canopy. Yes. Do you remember when I had that fire in my car? Yes. I would drive, I'd be out somewhere and I'd be like, oh, I like this place. And I'd get out and I'm not joking you. I would set up my fucking hammock and I would like, I'd get my book out and I'd be reading like wherever, 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 like wherever. But this is the cool thing. That was when I was an entrepreneur and I could just drive somewhere <laughs> in the middle of the day and sit in my hammock. Now I remember dragging it like the hike out at, um, oh, you know, Herring Cove Road, you go way down. And there's the look off. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Right I, okay. Yeah. So I would put my hammock on the backpack part and like walk it out to like That's the big treacherous. rock. Hand. I know. <laughs> I was in really good shape. And, and I would hike out there and I would sit out there for three or four hours. That sounds and just, amazing. It was fantastic. Well, we have, I think you need to push those down times. I think you have to find those down times and find those relaxing times, especially yeah. if you're going to be a superhuman. And maybe that's what's happened. Maybe this is how you've pushed through some of these. If it went too far the other way, gone too far. we both know I went too you, far. You My kids will far. tell me I went too far. Um, where I gave no shits about anything. There was a time. And yeah, there was a time I gave no shits. And I think I've come back to a really good, like, middle there's ground. There's a balance of shits. Yeah, there's yes. a balance of shits. You have to, yeah. you know, ride the shit spectrum. <laughs> You're where you settle. I think that's a good TED talk. Ride the shit spectrum. The shit spectrum. <laughs> yes. Um, I have a confession to make to Alex. Oh, no. You are not the first person I've tried to podcast with. Oh. I feel so. <laughs> I don't even want Please to. don't air that footage. I will not hear the footage. It's oh, there's footage. There's wait footage. a minute. There's footage. Steph and I were like, we should start a podcast. Yes. We should just because we thought we were the funniest people in the world, and um, we are really when funny. we get in talking to each other, we think we're hilarious. We're not. People need to buy tickets to us. <laughs> no, I was like. I have zero imposter syndrome about that. I will like full on like pay admission. Did you buy a ticket? To this show? I <laughs> to, to your own show? show? To your own show. So we thought, you know what? We're really funny. We should start a podcast. And we got so far oh. as... We set up equipment and stuff. We did. Yeah. We set up equipment. We realized we didn't we didn't know how to attach the camera to the tripod. tripod. I've never seen the tripod since. That's the tripod <laughs> I've been looking for. I think it might be in my... Oh, do you have my tripod? I haven't been able to find my tripod, but I couldn't figure See, out how to... I think I just donated it to Bayou Village last month. Chad made me throw it out. Bayou Village last I wondered where the hell that thing came from. Like, it might be here. Sorry. Oops. And there enough. I might buy it. And there you go. And there, yeah. Go to Valley Village and get my tripod. Oh the my camera gosh. fell over. And then we decided we needed a fancy mic. But but we called it it, you know, we were explaining it. Like the ones that hang down. Mm. It's a boom mic, which I found out. But they're usually covered in fur. So we were like, you know, like a I'm pointing from the sky down a big hairy mic. A big hairy mic. It became, we need a hairy mic. But then it, it never went anywhere. But no, whatever. We did it laugh good. about it. Oh my God, it was good. Yeah. yeah. I remember I showed up and she goes, fuck, you put makeup on? And I was like, yeah, I did. And I was like, but it's a podcast. Like, it's going to be just, but I, 
And sure enough, here I am now, and it's also on YouTube. I think you were in your house coat, and it might have had holes in the pocket. I was in my house coat. You showed up dressed, and I was in my house coat. I often showed up that time, and you were in your house coat, though. It was all good. through a divorce. (laughs) I mean, you could wear your house coat here. I feel like you should don it at some point. No. No, it was good. Anyway. Hope that's in the garbage. It, it needed. Oh, it's, it's like gone, your towels. Gone. Your house coat and your towels need to go. We deserve luxurious sheets. Like I love getting into my bed at night, and my husband like crabs all the time about the amount of sheets that I buy at HomeSense, and I order them from places. But I'm like, I want to feel like butter on my legs uh, when I get into yeah. bed. You know, I do not invest in my sheets, but I should. But that's yeah. the being kind to yourself. I know. I feel yeah. I should say too. Um, my husband does not demand the nice towels. No. It's really me like Alex. You sound like such an asshole. He has no idea that I even do this. Like he won't listen. It's fine. Are we here? We're here. It's we're here. Speed round. Speed round. Round. Yeah, I know you've got me singing it now. That's good. What have I got myself into? We are a paper bag. You. We are going to let you to breathe in the paper bag. We're going to ask you five questions. I'm going to pick out five things. Actually, I'm not. Alex is. It's Alex's turn. We need speed round music. We do. We might need speed round music. (laughs) Okay, yeah, got it. All right. So, last five questions. You just answer them quickly. They're just silly and fun. Okay. Cannonball or dip a toe? Cannonball. What was your favorite subject in school? Sociology. What time do you wake up? An hour before I have to be anywhere. <laughs> How do you answer the telephone? Hi, this is Stephanie. If I can see who it is, like on my phone or whatever, it depends on the person. Uh, salty or sweet? Ooh, if I have to pick, salty. Stephanie, thank you for coming and joining our podcast. I think you've got such great insight on how to push through imposter syndrome and how to be yourself and how to just be kind and good and be mm-hmm. good to yourself and you're just great thank you, are, you. thank you i really thank enjoy you. meeting you yeah. me too i know i feel like we're yeah we're gonna see a lot of each other yeah i, think yeah. So too. So I knew that was gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah you did you called it i called mm-hmm. it right. yeah thanks thanks thank you Whew. so good so so good listening to Steph. I feel like I could just, (laughs) I feel like I could go into Canva and just make quote posts of all of the things she said. It's true. It's true. She has a lot of really great insight, a lot of lived experience and so excited that she agreed to come on and chat with us. Yeah. I saw her uh, twice now Uh, I wrote about it in the blog post the other day about when I realized I was in awe of Stephanie was at a networking event called Queen Pins and she came out to speak. But apparently my understanding is just as she came out to speak, she changed her topic and she had some stuff going on in her life. So she stepped out onto the stage and she started being vulnerable and sharing what was going on. And it was just, it was, it was after after listening to her, I realized I needed to be more authentic and vulnerable in my own life and share because you can learn so much from somebody who's who's been through it. 
you know? Yeah. It's funny you say that because on the ride home, after we recorded these episodes, I was thinking to myself, you know, Alex, you really need to focus on being more kind because that was one of the messages that she really talked about a lot and being kind to yourself, but also being kind to others. And it was sort of eye-opening to me um, that maybe I, I don't, I'm not as kind as possibly I could be. So it was sort of something for me to focus on. So I, I liked that too. Yeah, it is nice. I mean, I think it's important for everybody. I think we can learn a lot from women like Steph about how to treat other women. Mm, and ourselves. Ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, all, we're not good to ourselves. Mm-hmm. So our advice this week is to be good to yourself. Be kind. And like, and subscribe. <laughs> be kind to us. Be kind to us. Be kind to us. And like, and subscribe, and share. Damn it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Imposter Sisters. Please remember, we're not doctors or mental health experts. If you're looking for mental health guidance, please see our show notes for local resources. We'd like to thank our location sponsor, The Mellow Mug, located at 64 Delridge Lane, for donating this amazing space for us to have these important chats and for supplying us with drinks and goodies. Please give them a follow and make sure to stop in to see this beautiful spot for yourself. Until next time, keep your head high and we will see you next Tuesday. One of the ways to combat imposter syndrome is to actually listen to how awesome the people in your life think you are. If you're looking for the perfect gift for a loved one, where you can tell them all of the things that make them special, visit my Drawbridge Creative Etsy shop and purchase a Things We Love About You custom poster. With several styles to choose from, it's a fabulous gift for any milestone birthday, anniversary, retirement, or just because.